Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. The first portion of this podcast is called Worrying Christians. This is from a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at https colon double backslash types of Christians, T-Y-P-E-S-O-F-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. I felt that sharing the examples of how God has had it on my heart to make connections with Bible passages um, was worthwhile for other people because they might see these examples and they might learn to relate to the Bible in a way that's significant to them. It won't be the same as to me because I'm relating them to things in my life or world in general, how things are for me, but each person can do that for themselves. Um, The thing is, is it, it, is different for every person and the thing is is you won't necessarily relate to every bible passage there is but a lot of them you can and it it makes it much more interesting when you read the bible you know you understand the standard interpretation of what the bible is saying but you also get a special connection it always kind of feels like a special message from god just for me Anyway, the first one's called Worrying Christians, and the first passage is from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. 
Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, that's Elisha, said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad, that means containers abroad, of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. That doesn't mean shut it on them. I know when it's the Old Testament, I mean when it's the... King James Version of the Bible and it's written in the Old English it's kind of confusing but it doesn't mean shut on them it just means they closed they were on the inside and they shut the door that's all it meant um, shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son bring me yet another vessel and he said unto her there is not a vessel more and the oil state, which means it lasted. And then she came and told the man of God. So she talked to Elijah and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. Again, that's from Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. So God made this miracle through Elijah. Where this lady was taken care of. This widow and her two kids. And that oil lasted throughout the whole famine. I'm not positive but it seems like it was like three years it's a long time and the oil never ended you know through until the end of the time that they um had the famine and uh, that's a pretty major miracle because she could keep selling it and buying what she needed and keep selling the oil and buying what she needed it's just pretty amazing this passage gives me goosebumps when i read it it goes it shows the great extent that God goes to in order to take care of us. Miraculously, he made the container of endless oil to take care of this widow and her sons. It makes me think of how foolish I am to worry about bills and finances. If God provided for this widow and her children, he can certainly provide for me and for us worrying Christians. You need to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made in my Faith walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share with you. The second part is called Detective Christian. And it's from 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 7. And in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. It means he cried a lot. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I've heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years. 
And I will deliver thee in this city out of the hands of the king of Assyria and will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. Again, it's from 2 Kings chapter 20 verses 1 through 7. This passage makes me realize that God takes all things into consideration. Sometimes I find myself thinking things happen in a particular way because that's the way they are meant to be. This passage shows me that although that may be true, it isn't always the way God works. Isn't it funny that I get caught up in trying to figure out how God works? Kind of like I'm a detective looking for clues rather than just letting God guide me and show me what he wants. As a detective Christian, this passage tells me to continue praying about issues of concern and not to give up hope because God can decide to turn things around. Just the same as with um, Hezekiah, who was supposed to die, but because of his great faith and his praying and his sincerity, God turned it around and he had 15 more years. So you just you just never know, and it's always worth praying. This is evidenced by God's deciding to let the king live 15 more years, and after he prayed to him, God can do anything. He's God. He defies all explanation. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.